This week, Avatar The Way of Water is finally here. We've waited 13 years since the first one. Well, some of us have waited a few days, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, we're going to dig deep into it right now on Flickr Effect 424. Happy holidays, guys. Uh, happy holidays. It's been a while. It has. It has Quite been a while since we've done this. A few show. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even recall what the last show was. I want to say it was Black Panther, but I feel like that can't be right, right? Mm, no, there was one since that. It was. Okay. It was a thing. Yeah. What was it? It was a thing. <laughs> there, was, there was one since Black Panther. The show. It was a thing. <laughs> it's so sad that I can't tell you. <laughs> it's been a rough couple of weeks, yeah, It's been man. a while. <laughs> so, you know, we're back. But we're back. it's a good one to be back on because it is Avatar 2, like you said. A very, very, very long-awaited film to what is, at this point, the biggest film of all time, which it retook its title back from, I think it was, what, Endgame? Yeah, and passed it for a, a while, then it took it back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you know, um I mean, I guess to to cut quickly to the to the chase, speaking of the first Avatar movie, uh, me and you David, we've been on the uh record as saying that we both enjoyed that movie quite a bit. And yes. recently, you rewatched <laughs> it and uh Michelle, you watched it for the first time. So I, I, it'd be remiss of me to not go to you first to see what you thought of the first movie since you just it's fresh in your mind is it's probably as fresh yes. in your mind as the sequel is so uh, yeah. what do you think of the first avatar after seeing it um I, <laughs> it's hard to, <laughs> no it's like so here's the thing this was a movie that came out 13 years ago and at the time it was at the peak of technology it was it was a thing. I mean, it. Oh gosh, it was such a thing when that movie came out. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I think everybody was just so in awe of the technology that was getting used and how visually it looked and sounded and just the entire concept of it. And everybody always just talks about how amazing Avatar is and. So, in a way, it was kind of like this thing was, like, built up, you know? And I was trying to go into it, like, don't have high expectations. This was 13 years ago. You know, just enjoy what, what you got. And, you know, luckily, I watched it on a very, very nice television and surround sound and tried to recreate a theater atmosphere as much as possible. We moved um, the couch closer to the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I tried my best. <laughs> no, I mean, like it was, it was nice. We really had a, a whole experience. I, I will say that I think visually it is a very beautiful film. I think the effects are good, and I think they still hold up to this day. I mean, there's obviously still been advances, but um, no, it's, it is. Technologically speaking, a, a very impressive film. Um, I unfortunately think I, I almost I don't like using the word, but I'm gonna have to use the word because like I was a little bored with the movie. 
Um, this, I think the storyline is, you know, it's, it's something that's not super new. It's kind of been told, you know, in different ways and different formats. Um, in, in one side, I'm like, it's, it's told in a good way, but I feel like the movie, the pacing is very slow. It's extremely predictable. And honestly, like Mm. for film that, for the storyline to be as as predictable as it it was, it's like I needed something else, and I was hoping to get some more bulk in some other form. And it definitely doesn't come in the format of the script, the actual uh, words that were right I read. I just, you know, mm. like on one side, like did I feel like. I mean, obviously, you know, the whole the whole point behind it is, you know, indigenous peoples and cultures and being co- colonized. And then also there's this whole, like, effects on the earth and, like, it's, it's everything. Globalization, all of it. So it's like you're watching it and you're like, ah, it's like it's sad to watch the deforestation and the attack on a culture and trying to wipe them out for the face of the planet. And it's really like that stuff is, is pretty moving, but it's like even just the relationship between the two main characters, it's like, it just felt kind of for, I don't know. I just, it didn't connect with me in any way. And by the end of the movie, I was just kind of like, like, okay, cool. You know, it's a cool visual film. And it just, to me, came across kind of empty. Like, it's almost like he was really trying to get this message across, but it was almost like he just way overshot it to a point that it was like, okay, like, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was a great movie, (laughs) but visually it's cool. I feel like you're scared we're going to attack you or something the way you're... Yeah, no. I I mean, I think you fall in line with where a lot of people feel about that first movie. Um, So that's, you know, that's perfectly fine that you feel that way. I don't don't behold you or begrudge you for feeling uh, that movie didn't hold up in the story um, department. I think for myself, just to just really briefly tap onto it again i think i did have that connection with the character so that for me helped out a lot and that plot um wasn't altogether familiar to me because i hadn't seen dances with wolves or fern gully or whatever so i didn't have that uh, natural inclination to be like oh it's just this and so it for me it felt fresh in that sense so i think i just connected um with the story a little bit more in that way of also being in sync and in step with the visuals that were being put on screen and to be able to believe these characters, even though they're completely CGI, I felt like I bought into it, the realism of it and really connected to the story that was being told. So that's why I enjoy it, but I I perfectly understand your perspective, Michelle, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Out of curiosity, really quick, I mean, we got plenty to talk about with the sequel, but do you so remember why you didn't see it? Like, was it just you never got around to it, or a combination of things? I think you know, when it was first, you know, coming out, and like the trailers were out, and everybody was talking about it, and it was this whole thing, you know, and like I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I, I definitely fell in line with the group of people that was like. So 
so it's fungally cool. <laughs> like, I think for me, I kind of was like, okay, cool. It's hmm. kind of the same thing. And then it was like, you know, the more I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's about, you know, a colonization of, of, of an indigenous people and trying to wipe them off the face of the earth kind of thing. I'm like, cool. So it's, you know, real life history. Cool, cool. Like it just didn't attract me that much mm. when it came out. And I just never felt any interest in the film. Like it just didn't seem like I was like, yeah. And everybody's like, but you gotta see the technology. I'm like, I don't really want to sit through three hours of a film for the technology if it's gonna bore me to tears. And I was just curious. That was kind of my, yeah, that was kind of my reasoning for not seeing yeah. it. Well, David, did you have anything you wanted to say about the first movie? Uh, I mean, watching it a second time. I, you know, I've said my piece in the past. I, I enjoyed the first film. I also think it's a film that needed to be seen back in, what was it, 2009 when it came out? In a theater. In a good 3D yeah. theater. It's, right. it's one of the very few films I can point to that had to be seen in 3D, in my opinion. I, mm. I say had to be. I mean, I think the movie stands up on its own to a certain extent, like watching it in 2D, but it was more than just a story really, you know, like, and maybe some people have a problem with that and, you know, I don't care, but I think it's also an, it was an experience seeing that movie in a theater. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, Michelle, I would have, sure. I would have been one of those people <laughs> going, I don't think you'll be disappointed by seeing this movie. <laughs> even if it is three hours because it does look so good. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, I was almost, I hate to say this. I was almost dreading it, watching it with you, Michelle, not because I was like, Oh, she's just going to shit on it. I didn't mean that, but it was like, it's been too long. Like yeah. the expectations and you're not watching it like that. You're watching it. I mean, we, 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 we've now said a million times. I've now said a million times. This was re-released, what, in September? We should have seen this when it got to re-release. Right. We did not. It didn't happen. But, you know, we did the best we could. I mean, it's still yeah. there's still no 4K release for this movie, at least not yet. So everything you stream, Disney+, Plus, everything, it's all high definition, but it's not 4K. But it's still, even so, like, it still looks pretty good. I mean... And and maybe if I did see it in this re-release in the 3D, I might have been a little more wowed on the visuals even. I might have been like, mm. wow, this really does. I mean, and I'm not dissing on the, the visuals at all or the CGI and the, the technology. Like, I think it really was quite good in that format. I think, unfortunately, the film just doesn't do anything for me outside of that. And it's just... I can't call a film good just because the visuals are awesome. There needs to be more, you know, like there just needs to be more for me. And I think even if I had seen it in the theater, I probably would have been like, my God, the visuals. Wow. The CGI it was so good. It really got you enveloped in this world. It was so cool. But I think I still would have been like, man, that storyline kind of sucked. <laughs> Well, I mean, and, and then I have to say, at least in defense of that, I'm not saying it's just purely a visual film. I don't think the storyline sucks. I, I mean, is it like Shakespeare? Absolutely not. No. But, you know, it. I, I do have, like Bobby said, a connection to the characters I found when I saw that movie the first time and even the other night. Uh, so I don't, I don't, I would disagree that the storyline is terrible. I think there's a reason we have retold the story many right. times over in different forms and i also 
I do tend to kind of have a knee jerk reaction to that like constant attack of, Oh, it's just fern gully. It's mm. just like, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, many things are derivative. That is not oh, common for sure. You know? Uh, so I, if that's if someone's only attack on avatar, I think that's unfortunate, but anyway. I, yeah. And I, I did say this to you actually, the, the one evening that unfortunately I think because the writing isn't very strong, I didn't feel a connection to the, them, to the characters and the storyline just didn't work for me. In that sense, I just, I think what it is, is like, you know, James Cameron wrote this and he has done other films that I enjoy and I do connect to the characters. And some of the writing is good and some of the writing is not so great and some of it's much stronger. Like, I look at The Abyss and I look at Titanic and I'm like, yes, this is great. This is good storytelling. Like, I I love those films. And so for me, it's almost like it's just it's a miss on the James Cameron like chart of films. So fair enough. That kind of maybe that frames it a little better. Yeah, it does. And I think that brings us to the current movie, like David said at the top, uh, a little bit 13 years. And here we are now with Avatar 2, James Cameron's sequel finally realized. And uh, I would say that just to do a little bit of the the box office talk uh, it made 135 million i believe domestically opening weekend uh, i think right. the uh studio was hoping for around 150 or 150 to 175 but not quite that um but hey the the first movie didn't do all that much in terms of opening weekend and it went on to become the biggest movie of all time and this movie has one thing for sure going for it, and that's that it will probably be in theaters until March. And there's nothing <laughs> else coming yeah. out between well, now and Ant Man is really in the next film in February, right? That's yeah, yeah. considered yeah. it all somewhat of a blockbuster film that could be in all competition with this. Sure. Yeah. 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 And in yeah. fact, I had forgot that it was coming out in February. I was thinking late March. So yeah, yeah that'd probably be the biggest obstacle in its way. But yeah, I think um, it, it should be off to a good, at least solid start here, and we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, at hand, now that the sequel is out, um, you know what? I think I'll give my thoughts on it first. And and for anyone listening and overwatching, we'll talk non-spoiler here first. And there's a few things that are big points that we'll talk about towards the end that are a little bit more spoilery. So... Uh, you Before know, we get into that, going, though, I was going to oh, say, like, oh, you're going to go first. Okay. No, no, no. I don't want to go first. No, but in terms of spoilers, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, I saw like what? Like, I don't know how many trailers there ended up being. I saw a couple of them. I don't know about you guys. And we yeah. don't have to dig into it right now. But I was just going to say it, did, it didn't seem like I knew much at all about the actual plot. Like, mm. there was a lot very early in the film that I was like, oh, this is what we were doing. I had no idea. Like, I haven't been watching a ton of interviews leading up to this movie. I've watched stuff since then. But I really went into it feeling like, oh, maybe a lot more people know stuff about these kind of plot details that I did not know going into this film at all. I'm going to have to piggyback on that. Like, I I think because of my lack of really being into Avatar, I had really zero idea of what the storyline was going to be. I basically Mm -hmm. just knew that it was going to involve water. water and water animals because they were near water. Like that was, that was about, was about 
the extent of what I knew. Right. Obviously, from the trailers, he had a family. So I was like, cool, he's got a family. And they're on water. That's that's about where I was. Literally all I knew when I went into this film. So I I will have to. I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm there too. I I really don't think that the trailers gave us much in terms of story or plot by design, I suppose. Um, Only thing I feel like I knew that the trailer didn't tell me was um, one of the characters that was in it. Right. It doesn't really explicitly say that, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I knew that going into it, but we'll get to that. And um, so, yeah, off the bat, I would just really go ahead and say that uh, for me, this sequel did not disappoint in terms of what I was looking forward to seeing, which was two things. One uh, being the advancement in technology and how it would look visually. I think uh, it absolutely nailed that. I mean, 100%. It really just looked and made made it look to me like I was trying to describe it to one of my friends. And he was like, what do you think? And I was like, do you remember the first time um, you saw an HD TV? And, and it was like going from SD to HD TV. And that's how I felt like watching this new Avatar movie. Whereas the first Avatar looked good, for sure, and absolutely at the time it looked absolutely stunning. But going from that movie to this movie, I could visually see a difference in the same way that I saw the difference between watching something in SD to watching something in HDTV. It just looked... Did you see it in 3D? Go ahead. I saw it in 3D IMAX, yes. 4K. So it looked incredible to me from that standpoint. And the story, as much as uh, I enjoyed this first story, uh, I really did enjoy this one uh, exponentially more in, in that way that I, I think that the, the, the kids in there added a, an extra element that uh, the first one didn't have. And I, w- I would say almost, well, not even almost, but I, I would definitely say the, the main characters take a little bit of a backseat to the to the newer characters and the and the kids and everything else and uh it didn't really bother me to be honest i i felt like i i was really compelled now one thing that i i will say was that with a lot of the new characters it really kind of took me a little while to get to know who everyone was um because there were so many people thrown at you in the beginning that it was kind of like who you know who's this okay who's this what are their names and the names aren't just like Michelle and, and Steve and, and so it's right. like okay I got to remember these different names for these new characters and everything so it did take me a little while to settle into them but once I did it was really good getting to see the way those stories went with them and um another thing I will point out is that uh, you know, uh, to me, there is a lot of repeated themes and, and aspects of this story from the first story where things are almost kind of identical in, in a lot of ways, but just sort of, you know, slightly tweaked with n- newer characters having some of these experiences. But once again, it didn't really bother me. And I, I really felt like this was still sort of a natural progression of the first movie now i i will say that if they in a third movie they just go to a different area and it's like new characters and you're just meeting it then yeah Yeah. then i I, then i'll be like okay come on come (laughs) on 
but you know <laughs> for this one it didn't it didn't really bother me and i really loved seeing it and and it really felt to me like one of those amusement park rides that you can get on these days that's not like a roller coaster one but more of an experience that's really what i felt like when i was watching it it's like when you're on one of those moving vehicles and it's just taking you through different areas and you're just looking at stuff and you're just like that was how i was watching the movie i'm just like looking here there and everywhere at all the different things that were on screen and just being amazed and and wowed by the fact that james cameron and had all this stuff in his imagination and it was being poured out into a, a realized way on screen. And so that was a lot of uh, aspects of the fascination of me with watching this movie and just in awe and sheer awe of what James Cameron did. And I, I really enjoyed it from that perspective alone, just, you know, sitting back and watching this world unfold and, and be able to be expanded upon from the first movie. So yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. I only got a chance to see it once, but I do feel like I'll see it at least a second time. So maybe a third, but we'll see. Uh, so I guess I've rambled enough about my thoughts on it. I'm surprised uh, you only saw it one time. Know. Yeah, I am. Yeah, too, well, actually. I had a plan. I had actually had tickets to see it a second time, but something came up, so I had to give up those uh, uh. tickets for that second showing. So yeah, I definitely was supposed to see it twice, but didn't work out that way. So I will make use of some of the time that I have coming off from work and we'll absolutely see it again. Nice. Um, yeah. You so love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. All right. Well, <laughs> there's no David. one over there on that side of the screen for you. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know exactly. Your point. Maybe Yasha. That we don't see really, okay, really? <laughs> which by the way, he is not with us tonight. I no. think he has not had a chance to watch this. Movie, well, when I last so. spoke to him, I think he's going to try to see it tonight. Possibly. It didn't sound like it was a definite, but he has not no. seen it yet, but I think he still has plans mm. to. So I'll be curious to talk to him. About Looking it forward to hear his thoughts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> In the meantime, David, what are your thoughts on Avatar 2? Uh, I mean, yeah, starting off with how you watched it, I think is important. I watched it in Dolby Cinema 3D. Um, mm. I guess talking to you, it sounds like there are maybe some Dolby Cinema 2D presentations, but it was my mm. understanding that all yeah. Dolby Cinema is 3D, but it sounds like maybe there is a way to watch it in Dolby Cinema without it being 3D. But anyway, yeah. yeah. And it was weird, by the way. It's... <laughs> Like now it's a side note at our theater, you know, you get to the ticket taker and the normally it's been always my experience. Like that's where you get your glasses and for the IMAX mm -hmm. and the real 3d showings, that is where they had all the glasses, but they were like, Oh, you'll get the glasses inside the theater and for you know, our Dolby for the Dolby. And not only that, but like okay. we, we went into the door, you know, through the doors to the Dolby screen and got our glasses there, but they even had signs. Like you can't take the glasses out of this room. Like they have to be returned. Like you, it was like very like the Dolby Ooh. glasses stay here. Yeah. She gave me special instructions. We went separately because she went to the restroom yeah. and I went in and she was like, Hey, she's like, should you need to leave? You have to leave your glasses in your chair. What? No. Yeah, yeah, she's like, leave your glasses what? in your chair. 
when you leave. I've never heard this head. before. And so yeah, and <laughs> like odd. and like I waited for my bathroom break until we got started getting towards the end of the trailers because I was like, okay, yeah, like yeah, you had a, we had a, there was a whole bathroom planning for a three hour fifteen yeah, minute film. Or you whatever. know, I I was trying to not have to go in the middle of the, ba- of right. the movie, you know, and so yeah. we saw a morning eleven a.m. showing. And I was like, you know, coffee's been involved in the day, so like, <laughs> anyways, so. Yeah, like I waited, and then I, when I went, I left my glasses on the chair. And I think even David was kind of like, "Why is she have your glasses on the chair?" So I don't even know if I even told you that. But well, and then like when I I had gone to the restroom before that though, and I had seen the sign that said, you know, like yeah, you can't have your you can't take them out of the room. I was just yeah. like, oh, this is very interesting. I don't know if it was just our theater and the way they were handling the different glasses or what. I don't know, but it's it just interesting. I was so. mad at it. It was just no, it was, it was diff- fine. It was, it was just different. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, different. we saw it in Dolby Cinema. Um, I've already said my piece about the first film. Uh, my expectations, though, I mean, it wasn't like I was going into this movie with like, oh my god, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. Though, of course, like leading up to it, I've been seeing some of the reviews, and generally the reaction seems like it's been pretty positive. So I guess my expectations are starting to like, okay, maybe this is the real deal. Like. And the movie, for me, the movie didn't disappoint at, at all. I thought the movie was pretty incredible, actually. Uh, I mean, the story still isn't like, it wasn't like it was the story on its own is some ridiculously just amazing experience, but I do believe it's a better film than the first movie. I think the script is a better script. Yeah, James Cameron, it's, you know, I think it's my understanding he wrote and directed the first film, wrote it on his own. He did write this film with some other writers. Mm-hmm. So I think that shows uh, it's it's a better written film. Um, yeah, you mentioned how the, the main characters take a side seat and there could be a worry there that like, oh, you've got all these kids and are you, are you really going to like care about these kids? And it totally worked. Like, I mean, it was unfortunate that you didn't get a lot of certain characters. And I know we're not digging on into spoilers right. yet, but um, but still, even so, like all the kids that seem to kind of be the main characters of this movie for the most part like it was great like but the movie like the first film it looks ridiculously good (laughs) in my opinion um i mean it's it's definitely the first film i've seen in high frame rate that works um i've only seen the hobbit in high frame rate so i mean i haven't seen a ton i tried to see what was that gemini man we just had an unfortunate situation we had to walk out of that showing like the projection wasn't Mm. good and so i saw like five minutes of that movie (laughs) i still haven't even gone back to try to watch that movie um but anyway like i especially after the hobbit i had pretty negative (laughs) reaction to high frame rate the, the hobbit was a terrible mm-hmm. like, film to be shooting in high frame rate and presenting i don't that even way. know why it was done that um way, but... this movie uh is presented in a variable frame rate um for those who don't yeah. know it, it the high frame rate is at 48 uh frames per second um but there are scenes that aren't like action scenes mainly like dialogue scenes where there's not a lot of movement there's the idea is that those were presented in 24 frames per second so the movie does kind of switch back and forth and we can get more into that later. Um, all I'll mm. say is that didn't bother me. Um, I noticed it, uh, mm. but it wasn't like an issue for me really at all. Um, 
but I'm curious to talk to you guys more about your experience <laughs> with that. Um, cause I've, I've definitely heard that some people have major issues with the switching of the frame rate, but I don't know. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really bug me at all. It, and, and the high frame rate at first still was kind of a, okay, getting used to it, but I got used to it really quickly and it, it works. I think there's also the idea that it makes the 3d presentation better. And I definitely think that is absolutely true. The 3d looked fantastic. It's easily the best. I mean, over even over the first Avatar film, it's even easily the best 3D presentation I've ever seen. It, yeah. I it, it is by far anybody I've talked to about this movie. I'm like, I think the movie's very good. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to get people's expectations through the roof, but I think the movie's very good. But you need to go see this in a theater, and you not only need to see it in the theater, you need to see it in like either IMAX 3D, which I haven't seen yet, or Dolby Cinema. And it's funny too because. I do want to see this again and I probably will see it in IMAX 3D, but it's tough because like I've seen it in Dolby cinema and it looked fantastic. So part of me is like, <sighs> do I want to waste another showing on a showing that maybe I won't like it as much? Cause Dolby looks so good. <laughs> well, and our mm, IMAXs I, are not like true IMAX. Right. We have one, at, we have one in town. There's one, one true is. IMAX in, in Orlando, but anyway, um, yeah. no, I, I was very happy with the movie. Um, even at the length that it was, it, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a long movie. It's not like it, I couldn't tell, but at the same time I was not like, Oh my God, when is this going to end? Like it was over and I was like, okay, wow, like, cool. That was three hours, 15 minutes. It's a good sign that it went by and I didn't quite notice the length to a certain extent, yeah. but the movie, yeah, it's an experience. Like, you, you know, this is a movie that's going to have legs, not only because it doesn't have competition, but because you're just going to want to go back and just like experience this. Like you said, like almost like it's a theme park yeah. ride. <laughs> like I want to go back yeah. to Pandora. The, the underwater <laughs> stuff is just, it's ridiculous. Like he, he you know, you oh. can't bet against James Cameron. I think this is further evidence of that. I, I thought the movie looked and was quite good. I, I was very happy with it. That's my kind of quick take. You wanted to say something about me. But yeah, before I forget it, because uh, I meant to ask you when I was talking about the movie, so I don't want to forget it uh, later. Have you been to the Avatar thing that they have at what is it? Uni- is it Universal uh, or is no? It, it's um, uh, Disney's Animal Disney. Kingdom. Uh, no, I've actually never, never even been uh, to that okay. part of that park. I was yet. gonna say, how was it comparative or compare? Compared to this, I've movie thought I've thought about that what since, it's like, like as a ride, because I've heard good things about that ride. But after seeing this movie, yeah. there's part of me it's like, if this ride doesn't compare to this movie, then I'm probably mm. just going to be disappointed in this ride because <laughs> this movie looks yeah, so incredibly good. How visually it looks, yeah. Um, I was going to say too, like, you know, the movie has these these major themes, right? Of of like like you touched on Michelle, like with the first film you know, not only about colonization, but just about like taking care of our planet and connecting to the, the earth. And I would imagine if you talk to James Cameron, you know, one of his big messages is here is that, you know, like maybe getting away from technology and, and connecting to mm. our planet that, you know, and how great that would be. Stop but the, pillaging resources. Right. But, <laughs> but it, the, the funny thing about that is though, like there was certain scenes in this movie. Like the one thing that comes to mind is like, there's a shot where you're like over the shoulder of this, like submarine pilot is he's like going through the water, doing something without getting into spoilers. And like, I remember looking at the shot going, my God, this looks so ridiculously real. Like, 
one day I will, you will probably be able to experience stuff like this in VR, you know, VR is great, but maybe not quite to this kind of presentation yet where, I mean, it, I, it, it's almost like the, you know, you, the movie is saying one message, but there's evidence here with the technology used in this movie. That is, I feel like almost like a, a sign of things to come, how we will be experiencing yeah. things that is kind of against that message. <laughs> if I'm making sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just kind of funny. It was something I kind of thought about while watching it, but anyway. So Michelle, Michelle, moment right. of truth. So Here we the, go. the person who probably liked the original the least. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I obviously I went to see it with David. We saw it in the, the Dolby 3D. Um, uh, my expectations really were basically non-existent. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this film. So I was just kind of like, okay, did you happy Saturday? Um, I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by this film. Uh, and we'll get into things in spoilers, but I do have some issues with some of the choices with the storyline. I felt were very, uh, cut and paste, (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. cut, paste, copy. Um, but overall, I, I really actually, I enjoyed this story more than this the original film story now as far as the visuals go as you guys have said like honestly yeah it is it is spectacular it is enveloping it's breathtaking i almost wish that we were a row closer to the screen at one point yeah we could have sat a little closer i felt like we could have been just literally one row closer but no but the 3d you feel like you're going through the jungle and there's vines you feel like you're in the water because there's bubbles coming up and you feel like you're in it and not in a cheesy campy way the way that 3d used to be where they just like pop things out of your face and it was all like stupid um but i agree with david it is probably the best 3d experience i've ever seen in my entire life on film and i i agree the like the intermittent frame rate changes don't bother me. It, it is, is a perfect example of high frame rate working well. And that has been a rare thing, as David was saying. Like, it works. It works in this situation with the technology that we're getting. It's, I think it's really the only way to really experience this film is that way. Um, Storyline-wise, like I said, like I liked the new addition of the characters of the children. I like the relationship of the parents to the children and the community with the children and the community as a whole. I feel like you actually learned and I felt like you were learning more about this community of, I can't think of what they're, what are they called? Uh, The Navi. The Navi. Like in the first film, I feel like they gave you glimmers, glimpses of the Navi, but you don't really get connected with them. And in this one, I was like, I feel like you really are actually connecting more with the Navi and understanding more about the culture than I think you did from the first film. And so I thought it worked way better in this one. And I obviously James Cameron getting some assistance, I think makes it, it it is evident in this film and no, like the length of time it's long, but like David said, like I never really was like, Oh, this could go faster. I felt that way in the first film a few times. I was kind of Hmm. like, okay, let's get through this. This, I mean, no, I didn't go, wow, that went fast. But it was definitely was like, oh, yeah, yeah, full story, full circle. Made sense. I was good with it. 
So I think it just, I don't know. It, it definitely speaks, it definitely shows the time that went into this one as far as the story goes. And I just think it works. It just worked better. I mean, I have some issues with the protagonists <laughs> in this film. Uh, and we will talk, oh, trust me, we will talk about that. Um, but overall, I'm I'm very happy with this film. And I like the way the messages were delivered. It just felt a little more natural. And it felt more not like in your face high you know middle school dare programmy like the way they think mm. the first one came across to me it was very redundant and annoying and this just was it wasn't subtle by any stretch of the imagination it just worked better it just came out in the storyline better i think in my opinion i i i i liked this movie much more than the first one and do i think this is a great film no, visually, again, this is this is it is it is a great film visually and and technologically speaking for certain. Um, but the storyline I enjoyed, I was happy with it. So, yeah, I would say that I I liked this one. First one, eh, I could take it or leave it. This one I liked. I'm curious, have you either of you have seen a movie in uh, 4DX? No, unfortunately, no. I'd be very curious to see how this one is in 40X with yeah. some of the ways. And for people who aren't familiar, 40X is a format that allows for moving seats. And there's uh, if there's a scene that has water in it. There's like a little mistiness mm-hmm. that comes out and, you know, just different effects. And if you've gone to, uh, what is that, Shrek show at Universal? I think it kind of does some of that stuff there. So right. it's a little bit like that, but more more advanced since then but yeah i'd be kind of curious to see it there i do know when i said that i want to see it probably two more times um the first way that i want to see it that i haven't was the way you guys saw it which was in dolby uh 3d or sorry not dolby 3d uh dolby without 3d because i've seen it in 3d so i'm curious what it looks like without the 3d um and then the way that i would probably see it my third viewing would be in uh, non-true IMAX, but still in 3D. So we'll see if I can make all three of those or those other two happen. But I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, again, it should be in theaters for quite some time. So I, oh, yeah. I feel like I can probably find <laughs> a couple extra oh, weekends yes. in there to, to get it done. I guess so. the the only thing, and even it's going to be in the premium formats for probably quite some time. But that would be the right. only thing yeah. I could see. Like, okay, eventually I'm not going to be able to watch this until we... Cinema. Right. I'm not going to watch this yeah, IMAX. Exactly. Like, um, I mean, I'll say, like, I have no interest in seeing this in 2D in a movie theater. Like, no. because I'm going to, eventually, I'm going to have no choice but to watch it in 2D. That's the only unfortunate thing. Like, to me, yeah. Uh, to me, if you see it, for those people who aren't watching this in 3D and they're just like, for one, I, I'd like to speak to anyone who's like, oh, I just don't like 3D. It doesn't do well for me. And I don't want to see another 3D mm. movie. I don't want to see this in 3D. All I can say is, I mean, that may be true. And it's not for everybody. And I, it's not for me most of the time. I've only ever yeah. enjoyed 3D when it was like the I, the whole idea behind the film, like the first Avatar. Or like I remember Hugo was shot in mm-hmm. 3D. And that was actually quite good in, in 3D. But mm. Most of the films we got th- during 3D's heyday a few years back was all these like post-conversion yeah. films, which they mostly yeah. didn't look great. Um, 
all I would say is first give it a chance and make sure you do see a high frame rate. I think the high frame rate does make a difference in a 3D presentation. But I mean, to, to anyone who refuses to see it in 3D and has only seen it in 2D, I mean, and I'm saying this as someone who hasn't seen it in 2D, but to me, you didn't really see the movie. <laughs> like, I, I, I think it's Ooh. such a part yeah. of this experience that it is part of the film. Like, I mean, James Cameron, he's a, he's a filmmaker, but he's kind of a showman. I mean, he's, he's making a movie that, yeah, there's a script and there's a story, but the way he wants it presented, I think is a major part of the film he made. And if you don't see it that way, I don't think you're quite seeing the film he intended to make. You know, like I would, I would agree. With I that. mean, I'm sure if you yeah. asked him, and hear me out here, I'm sure if you asked James Cameron, he he would wish that there were no regular 2D showings of this movie. He would probably wish they didn't exist. I mean, of course, there's no way that's going to happen. The studio right. needs to make money. Like they're not going to only release this in premium format screens. There's no way. But yeah. you know, I'm in a perfect world where they didn't have to worry about box office returns. I'm sure this would only be an IMAX and Dolby cinema and there would be no other way to see it. And uh, I think there's an argument to be made that that's really the only way you should see this film. <laughs> like it, that's, yeah. It's such a part of the experience. And I've heard that argument that like, no, movies should stand on their own and like the story should, and the movie should stand on its own and you shouldn't have to watch it in 3D. And I don't really agree with that. Like if a filmmaker is making a movie and this is how he wants you to experience it, I think that's how you, you should experience it. I mean, and it may be unfortunate that we're, eventually this will leave theaters and we will not be able to experience it like this at home. But I mean, I guess I'm saying this as a Gen Xer who didn't always have DVDs and Blu-rays. Like I, you know, we lived through the VHS era of, yeah, we got to watch movies at home, but they were never like the movie, the theater experience. Like it's just how it is. Like you're going to enjoy it like this while it's in theaters and then it's going to be over. And maybe one day it'll get a re-release, but. I, I will say I, on one side, I agree with you. We're going to have a little talk now. Okay. <laughs> So on one side, I agree with you. I feel that, yes, James Cameron created this film to be shown in this way to in to enhance the experience of this film. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think this is the best way to see this movie. However, I would have to argue with you that I think that films should be able to stand on their own without the assistance of the technology. The story should hold like. I will say, like, I feel like I was saying, I feel like I could have seen the first one in 3D, and I think I would have come out the same way. I was not, I did not love that film. This one, I really enjoyed, and I'm looking forward to watching this again, even at home in, like, a year. And being at home and watching it and knowing it's not going to be in 3D, I think I'm still going to enjoy this film. I have zero desire to rewatch the first one. <laughs> But I'm looking forward to watching the second one. So obviously, I feel that the story in this one was better. And I feel like it does hold its own without the technology of the theater experience. Whereas I don't think the first one has has held its storyline without the theater experience. And then I guess my only argument to that argument about a movie should stay on its own is that the technology has always progressed. I mean, we went from silent films and eventually we got, you know talkies and then eventually we got color and i mean you could it's not a fair comparison but you could make the argument well if it can't stand up in black and white like why does it have to be seen in color like you know i mean 
isn't this just more evidence of that? It's a change. I'm not saying every movie should be seen in high frame rate and that it's going to be, or that every movie is going to be seen in 3d, but you know, you know, it's like any content creator who is creating something going, man, I'm, I am making this in 4k and it looks the way I really want it to look in 4k, but you're watching it in 320p on your shitty cell phone. (laughs) Like, Like it's not the same, right? Like, even if the story itself is good, which I do argue that this story is good, but I still would argue that the part of this film is the way that he is presenting it. Like, Right, and I, I don't disagree with that. I think it is a part of the experience of this film. Right. Anyway. I don't know where we're going. I, 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 I dug it. I dug the, the debate of it. Um, I see it all. I see so it from different I angles. See you. I see the different angles. <laughs> I see you. Uh, so I guess we're at the point where we've all given our thoughts. So I think we, at this point we can safely get into spoilers. So if you have not seen Avatar 2 The Way of Water, I would suggest stopping at this point going back going to watch it and then coming back to hear the rest of our going thoughts to see on it in it 3d because we are getting to the spoilers absolutely see it in 3d <laughs> and, then and uh let us know what you thought all right so getting into the spoiler aspect of this um i'll start by saying one of the things that i don't know that they, i feel like they did a um I don't know if it was their intention to not do it or if they just uh, did a bad job in doing it, but they don't really give you the the idea that um, antagonist from the first movie is back in this second movie, Mm. but only as an avatar. Uh, um, That for me, I I think I knew that for quite a while. Um, I don't even know when I first knew that, but I just recall Stephen Lang saying that he was coming back as in the sequel. I just remember thinking, well, how? And because in the first movie he dies, clearly. So I didn't have any clue as to how he would be back, but I knew that he was coming back. So that, to me, was not a surprise. But I could see how some people, if they've only seen the trailers, may not know that going into it. Because there's no real clear indication, no really. So you guys didn't I had, know. I had no idea, and honestly, oh, it's the probably the okay. biggest thing of this entire film that I've bumped on. Interesting. Okay, so you see, and I had years to sit with it because I, oh. I, when I say that I've known for a while, I've known, You've known for, for a while. A while. I don't recall how long ago it was that he had mentioned he was in this new one. Uh, to give a little bit of. Um, I guess perspective on that idea. There, I, there was an article I saw today from Edie Falco, who was under the impression that this movie had came out already and flopped because she had heard nothing about it, and so <laughs> it wasn't like, until she, she recently she shot her scene so that, long ago, <laughs> four years ago, yeah. she shot the movie. Yeah, so <laughs> she thought it had came out and just landed flat, and no one said anything oh, and until recently when someone told her that it was coming out, that it had not come out already. So, (laughs) yes, obviously, if they had shot this four years ago, then at least four years ago, I knew that Stephen Lang was coming back in this movie. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I've heard the, like, people, yeah, like, that 
I've definitely since heard that, yeah, it was, it's been announced for a while that he was cast and that Sigourney Weaver was cast in the film. And yeah, the general totally. like kind of question was like, well, how are these two coming back? Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. I, and in hindsight, there is a part of me that maybe I did hear about him anyway, being cast, mm-hmm. but it's been so long. I just forgotten. So I had no idea. I, and mm-hmm. I have not been paying attention to like interviews and press leading up to the movie. I've only watched stuff after the fact. So I didn't. I I went into the movie basically cold. And when you find out pretty early in the movie that he's in it, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I didn't and, know we were doing this, but that's fine. And, and I think sometimes in movies now, people are like, oh yeah, I've come back for the sequel, even though like their character died, and they come back, and it's a video clip. Yeah, you never so know if anyone a flashback or something. Can, like, right, and anybody could say, yeah. oh, I'm coming back, and they could have 30 seconds of screen time, you know? Yeah. And they could still say they're coming back when they're doing 30 seconds of screen time. So even him saying, oh, I'm coming back, or I'm doing the film, he could have been involved in it for as much time as Sigourney Weaver was involved with this one. Well, I take, I mean, mm. let me, <laughs> let me, let me reset that. Like her, her herself in her physical form, screen time. I mean, yeah. Right, right. Let me put it that way. So, yeah, like for me, and maybe I did at one point know that the actor was going to be in this this film, but like I really had no idea. Literally until that scene, the very beginning of the film, goes on with them waking up, and I was like, yeah, I I, I was watching it, and I will say, man, this movie. I was like, okay, this is going well. This is going well. And that happened. I was like, wow, this movie's really taking a leap back for me. And I'll be honest, mm. I almost was like, I'm done. I'm leaving the theater. Like, I was literally like, you were like, I'm done. I'm leaving I literally the had the thought in my head. I'm not going to lie. Like, I literally wow. said, there went, wow. Wow. <laughs> James Cameron <laughs> literally just was like, I'm just going to bring him back from the dead. And I was just like, this like to me that is that is kind of some pretty weak ass storytelling, and uh, I literally see, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with this a little bit. I know you are, because <laughs> like, I, I go ahead. I'll let you finish it. Let me finish my thought. It just was like you're bringing back the exact same antagonist. Like, are you kidding me? Like, mm. it just it. It came off just really weak. Now, as the film progresses, I won't say that I liked it, but I got more comfortable with it. But I will say, I think just a rinse and repeat of the antagonist was a lack of creativity, I think, in my opinion, on the part of James Cameron. I mean... It's probably my biggest problem with this film. I just want to make sure you understand. This is probably my biggest no, issue. No, you with this you film. have mentioned that. <laughs> this is it right um, here. I mean, at the beginning of the film, I'm not going to say I didn't have somewhat the same reaction to seeing. Oh, so we're bringing him back. I there was a probably a small part of me that was like, huh, like we're not just doing something completely different. We're kind of doing the same thing. But then, as I watched the film, I thought it was kind of treading some interesting kind of ideas like i mean this isn't the same guy this is somebody who has the memories of somebody else except for the death right like for when he has the memories for whenever Mm -hmm. i guess those memories were extracted and i don't remember if they go into details about when that apparently was right before that raid you know 
Um, and it, it, yeah. it explores interesting ideas behind like someone who is like, has these like memories of experiences, but is really a different person. And then like has uh, apparently a child, but is also like, I am not the same. I am not your father. I'm not the same guy. Like, you know, it, it's kind of some interesting kind of science fiction kind of, I, I feel like themes there that I found interesting. And in the end it worked and- like, so I don't, I don't know. I, in the end, I, at first I see where you're coming from, but I very quickly had no issues with it. I think on, on that note of it technically kind of not really being him, even though he has the same memories, I think it's frustrating to me that they're like, oh, it's, it's he's not really the same, but he is, but he's not. He just has the memories. It frustrates me that they were kind of trying to make him different, but his motivations were the same. And I'm like, so what you're saying is, is he has these memories and these motivations are the same, but other motivations, nah because he's a different person and that's what doesn't sync up to me like either go all in on it or don't do it at all like it just it's like he just fell right back into where he was in this instance like i'm gonna go after jake sully yeah that bothers me like, but i don't think it's for the exact same reasons i mean here this this new version revenge. of this guy is like well, like I need a job, and you now I am this kind of super being that compared to a human, right? And it's like, oh, so this guy killed m- me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fine, I will, you know, avenge my avenge death. my 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 human version and kill this guy. And that's not really the same motivation of the first film. Like, I, I don't. I would argue that's not the same. <laughs> Maybe not exact same motivation, but I feel like it's kind of a weak motivation to go off of if it's to revenge my death, and yet I don't care about anything else prior to myself. Why do you care who killed you? I, I would say I felt that way, too, honestly. I felt like Wait, Michelle. I, I was like, like you, Michelle. I, I felt like... He's riding awfully hard yes. to get him if he doesn't really care that much about who he was as a human. Correct. There's uh, oh, a lot yeah, on this I was revenge. Like, he's, he's going hardcore uh, for someone who says he doesn't care. So he yeah. cares to some extent. And, and they do. They, I think that that would have come across a little bit more if there had been a little bit more. Um, he has no one to confide in uh, no confidant and i would have liked to have seen him uh show that he was wrestling with those ideas but they don't really go into that aspect mm-hmm. of it of, that he's sort of wrestling with i am a different person but yet there's still something that seems to remain that has driving me to this it's just more like overtly there but you don't really get the nuance of it in terms of him kind of exploring that within himself this a uh, little bit of a duality that's going on there. But um, ultimately, I, I do feel like uh, I think I started like you, David. I, I was kind of like, even knowing that he was going to be in it, it was again, when he shows up, I'm like, okay, they're, you know, they're going through some exposition here. And, and, and I'm like, do I buy this? Am I okay with this? Right. I don't really know yet. Um, let's, let's see how it plays out. And as it goes further, I'm like, okay. Okay, I, I'm on board with it. it. But, you know, I definitely w- will say that I wish and would have preferred that they 
had just come up with some other antagonists uh, other than him again. But um, I can understand why they went back to him again because yeah. Stephen Lang does such a terrific job as that character. Uh, what is that character's name? Is it Quit It? Quit It? I can't Quidditch. remember. Not Quit It. I, I forget. I was trying to think. But, um, yeah. I can't remember for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he does such a good job, and so I can understand it. And you can clearly see that because of the fact that he's still alive by the end of the movie that um, yeah. there there's an arc going on we with get, that character. We get a whole nother movie we'll with him as the bad guy. Yeah. Well, or do we? I, I think... <laughs> Oh yeah, I think there'll be <laughs> some more uh, think, turmoil going on there yeah. because if you think about it, as a character, if he is truly saying that he's no longer that guy, then at some point he has to come to the realization that he is a Navi at this point and not a human, and so at some point he has to let go of the idea that he's human because he's not he. He's in a completely different body, just has memories of when he was right. a human. So uh, I think they will start to explore some of those ideas and concepts as we get into this third movie and, and further. So uh, there, there's I can see why um, Cameron brought him back, because there, there's more to tell with that story of that character and uh-huh. more to, to grow, I, I would assume, with the character. So, yeah, I get it. I would say that I hope that you're correct, Bobby, but I'll be honest, like I'm definitely not holding my breath that that's what that character's mm. going to go for, mostly because he just seems I don't know, I, very rooted I, in his in his way. I would I argue the, making an ultimate sacrifice towards whatever the end will be and uh you know that he will have been on the good side of good and die in, in the end because you know he's done so much bad that eventually he'll just catch up to him but that he will be make a big sacrifice i think yeah i I would argue it's almost too predictable the other way michelle like i think it's it's really pointing in the direction of like this being an arc for him over the course of the rest of the films yeah you know or at least a good not just not just the next one but at least the next two of him like kind of you know changing his tune about the navi and and if anything i find that idea a little like i mean i think it's going to be interesting to see how they explore that i i'm kind of open to whatever they do but i i would be actually very shocked if they just went full on yep he's still just the villain he's going to stay the villain and yeah Mm -hmm. he'll be wrestling with things but in the end he's just the villain like i i really do not think that's where the goal is it, it is super obvious And this kind of goes back to a little bit of my, like, James Cameron's kind of disappointing me in ways. And I feel like he might fall back on that. Because, and again, I like this movie. A lot of it is really kind of just saying the same thing in a different setting. And that's my fear for the third one. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're magically going to be in the desert. (laughs) going to be a new resource in the desert that they're going to want but no like like, i because i've heard that same argument of like oh sorry real just real quick like to jump on that like that same argument like oh at the end of this movie instead of possibly the family moving on to another tribe he's like no we now are water people or whatever they are right 
like mm-hmm. and that argument i'm like no i want to see them go somewhere else i'm like no. then, yeah. then then we're just doing a shtick we're right just doing a shtick. like i yeah. don't want to just be like well can now we're gonna live with the sky people or not sky yeah. people but you know some yeah. other tribe i don't want that it's i like, don't want that and i don't think yeah. james is gonna do that but i can see the villain being i can see it being contrite but well, we'll that is down the road. We got yeah. another 14 years before that happens. So, well, no, I mean, they've shot. I know. Down. I'm making a joke. I'm making a <laughs> <Okay>. joke. <laughs> well, some know. people might believe you out there. Uh, yeah, no, no. That was one of the reasons why the movie took so long. <laughs> yeah, because uh, from what I understand, they did write the story, actual script for all of the movies. And right. so he wanted to do that before actually doing and going into production. And they did a sure decent amount of production done. already. Some yeah. of it, yeah. Of like the third film, I think it's like ninety percent done. Apparently, yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, which will be out in two years, right? right. It'll be out in two years, not thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so then so that was my that was my big bump. There's other bumps I have, but that's probably my biggest one with this film. I would say it was my big like. Uh, and I was going to say too, actually, during my spoiler-free review that. I will say for the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, and I'm probably getting the time wrong. I'm just going to throw a time out there for the first little bit of the movie before we kind of really get into the main story of this film. I was a little like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. Like it, the, mm, the first well, 20, I would agree. the first 20 minutes are so a little shaky with the whole, like we have to reintroduce to what's going on now. And then we jump forward a year and, and then 10 years. Yeah. Or, yeah. Not even, yeah. But I don't know, but once we got settled, especially once we move to the new tribe, yeah. it is smooth sailing for me for the most part from there I on would out. Agree. But and then I was quite happy. But there was a there was a moment like fifteen minutes in, I was a little like I don't know about this. <laughs> I would say the first half hour was yeah, 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 I was questioning my my morning, <laughs> but then it, it yeah I agree. Once they got to the new water tribe. I was like, okay, it was definitely moving in a much better direction. Right. I would agree. I will say one of the things that I um, that didn't affect me in the way that I I think maybe the movie wanted me to or wanted it to was the the death of his son. Now, I felt like it was impactful in that it was um, Nateri uh, Zoe Saldana character that really sells the moment mm-hmm. because of her anguish and she's she's fantastic in, oh, in both yeah. movies when, when you really see if there's one character you connect to with their emotion it's definitely zoe saldana and her Nateri character um and i felt that feeling for her as a mother and, and the emotion from her in, in that scene but the actual character dying i, I felt like that character didn't have enough screen time for me to really connect to him fully. Um, definitely was sad, but I didn't feel like I was really feeling the full impact of the character's death. In fact, that in in of fact that if it was this the younger brother, I think well, I would have felt that more because been, there was yeah, a lot more. That would have been character. yeah. But I think yeah. the the, yeah. the writing the writing was in the water with this one that it was going to be the oldest one to die. I don't think because of lack of screen time. I think it was the whole, like, it was the brother's conflict of the younger one constantly just being like, oh, you're the perfect one. You're the one that's the responsible Mm. one. You're this one. And it's like the responsible one 
or aka that one that one's gonna have to make the sacrifice and he's gonna wind up dying like i feel like it was kind of evident that that's where that was gonna go in the storyline because it's going to make i didn't see it coming it's gonna make the other character grow up he he, Hmm. is that last step of like okay well i need to get my crap together and it really makes him step into a new role that i don't think he was maybe prepared for or really wants, but that's what he's going to be probably moving forward. It was his character development. His brother's death was his, is going to be his character's development. Michelle, you had mentioned something earlier on that uh, I wanted to hear you explain a little bit more because when you were initially talking about in the beginning of your review, you said uh, one of the things you bumped up against or had an issue with was the protagonist. So, uh, in your mind, one, who's the protagonist, and two, what was the issue you had? I think I meant to say antagonist. Uh, which, uh, sorry. Okay. I meant to say antagonist. Okay. No My problem is with the antagonist of this film. Now, we'll say gotcha. there is a there is a protagonist that I don't love that much, but and I think it's actually the character of Spider. I mm. think, in one sense, I see what is necessary. I see what he's there for, and I get it. But at the same time, like... I've kind of replayed parts of the film with him in it. And I've gone, it's not that necessary. It's only necessary for the arc of the protagonist of the, the what is it? Colonel, Lieutenant, what is his rank? Courage. I, I looked up his name. Okay. It's the antagonist. Courage. The antagonist. The so antagonist, it's the, yeah. it's, it's for his development. And otherwise there's not much spiders. And therefore, I guess he kind of gives a human I to the destruction of the other villagers and it gives a how people how how things in colonialization can happen at such a rate and how people would feel so like well that's not what I wanted to have happen I just wanted to accomplish this one goal I didn't want you to burn the whole village down or kill all the villagers I was just trying to help get this one thing done. And they're like, oh, well, this is what happens to get that thing done. And he's going, no, 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 that's not what I wanted to have happen. I was just trying to be helpful. And like that's how it tries to get people to connect more with that kind of storyline. But overall, like I don't know. I'm not a fan of, oh, the guy had a baby, an infant, newborn baby, <laughs> basically, uh, before the whole movie, the first movie started. And so it's not like, oh, well, where's the mother? But there's parents like, well, where the hell's the mother? Did she die in childbirth? Yeah. Like, what? She just was like, oh, no, it's cool. Leave my infant child here. I'm going to get back on the ship and go back to Earth. Doubtful. Like, so she had to have died. So it, uh, it's, or it's just... I'm it's naughty just, or ruthless. So like, no, you are leaving, but the child stays. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, right. it's just one of those things. I'm like, it's just weird. So we have no idea who the mother is. Not that it really matters who the mother is, but I'm like, then this guy who clearly didn't give a crap that he even had a kid. I don't know. It's just, it just seems I mean, the movie doesn't weird. give a lot of explanation, obviously. It's just kind of a quick... Yeah. Hey, we needed him to have a kid, so it turns out he had a kid. But yeah. we can't put kids in cryo, so the kid had to stay. And it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't make. It's kind of like also not intuitive. You could make the argument to a point. It's not important to have all those details. Like this is the situation. Don't ask questions. <laughs> 
like it's, right. it's, it's exactly. not. If you pick at it, it'll it'll unravel. Yeah, <laughs> very quickly. Right. Like, it's not important to know who his mother is, but it just makes me go, well, what's the point of having the kid there? Like, I, and I say this, and I know what the point of having the kid there is. I know you know him. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. I just, there was a lot of the movie I was like, he just really doesn't even need to be in this film. I mean, I'm not <laughs> trying to defend. I mean, I don't have as much of a problem with him, but I, I kind of get it. I didn't love Spider. Yeah. Spider's fine, okay. I guess. Like, I guess yeah. for me, it's going to be more of where do we go from here with the relationship that I think will be interesting. If anything, his involvement in this movie is more just necessity for what's to come down the road. Yeah, it helps your guys' argument a little bit more for the development of what's-his-name's character mm-hmm. in I'm coming around. That's, that's where we're going. I mean... <laughs> yeah. It just helps yeah, your guys' argument sure. out, that's all. I'm trying to pull something up because I cannot think of the creatures in the water that are like the whales with Basically like... the, the whales of the, this the, world. The, the, I don't tur- remember the, the turtle, name. The turtle <laughs> shell, but they're a whale... Right. With extra fins. I can't think of their name. Yeah, I can't I think. Know. I was going to look it up. That up. Michelle, I can. Uh, I'm curious that we were talking about who 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 is the mother of Spider, ah. but who's the daddy? Akiri. Of, yeah, Akiri. Who's the daddy, Akiri? Uh, I don't. That, I don't think there question. is a daddy. I don't like, think there is a daddy I, yeah. other than the Earth either. Mother of Pandora. Either. Right. I mean, right. Uh, that's what I suspect as well. But they leave that mystery out there right. and, and try to maybe it's a misdirect and trying to point it as there is a, another person involved in, in her creation. But no, I, I very quickly thought that, yeah, um, that this seems, is, you know, not, I wouldn't say too obvious, but kind of. I mean, she was connected yeah. to as a Awan, right? Awan, thank you. To yeah, like in the A-Wan. last film when they were trying to transfer her from yeah. the one body to the other. And, yeah, and obviously, this child has certain abilities. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I yeah, think she's she the, the incarnation a... of Awan. Basically, like, yeah. It's. It's a biblical reference. It's the exactly. whole God and Jesus, and that's what's right. happening here. She's the child of Awan through the body of Sigourney Weaver's Sigourney's character Karen. that I can't think of now. Anyways, sorry. I'm, I'm, I can be terrible at character names. So it's funny if you watch my trailer reaction to this trailer. For Avatar, I remember watching and seeing that character for the first time going, she looks really familiar, but I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I understand why. I thought she looks kind of familiar. That's but funny. Anyway. Um, trying, yeah. trying to find the... Looking up the but, One of the things that... Yes. While you're looking again... Tolkien. One of the things I really Tul- enjoyed... Tulkin. T-U-L-K-U-N. Tulkin? No. Tulkin. Yeah, we're not going to say that. it right. It's Anyways. not that important. Yeah. I mean, it is important. I mean, it is. It's kind of a theme. Well, the characters sure, are important, it but it, if we get the, the, the pronunciation of the I name know. right, like. Right. I have to say, did you. I do think. No, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, ahead. you wanted to say something about No, me. no. No, no, no. I'm going no? to a different topic now. Go. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to. We were. You touched on this. Whoa. Space wells. Ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, me bumping into my background there. <laughs> um, the 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 whales on Pandora, whatever. Um, I I thought those were some of the best looking scenes as well. Oh, yeah. when when they show that and those creatures, 
look like they could be actual creatures that they filmed some sort of Discovery Channel, totally. you know, show on. It I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. And I can see why that's where some of the length of the movie comes from and and that they're just kind of just letting it ride in a Mm -hmm. sense is like if if you were watching a nature channel show and they're just showing these scenes where there's nothing really going on, but they're just showing the the, the creature. And that's what I think that James was going for in that. And just let just revel in this, you know, idea of this creature and and being in its own habitat and, and, and just experiencing it from that perspective. And I, I thought, you know, this is so good, so nice just seeing that. And then obviously pairing that with, um, you know, in the sense where if you were taking it to Earth, there's the idea of how whales have been hunted and mm-hmm. throughout the years. And you get that aspect of it, too, with the the, the boat, the people that are on the boat with uh, was Jermaine Clement and... Yeah. Um, some of the other characters that are there, you see that aspect as well play out. And yeah, I thought they did a good job. And like Michelle said, it, it's, it's not subtle, but I still thought it was done well. And, and, and yeah. it provides for a lot of decent, not even decent. It, it provides for some really good action scenes. And especially I love some of the scenes where they're actually going after the, the, that first uh, whale that had the, the child. And just the boating scenes and, and the water spray and just everything about the way that shot is just it, it, you're on the edge of your seat because they're, they're, it's so tactical as they're doing it and, and, and precise. And the guys calling out, OK, you guys go there and, and just even the tech involved with that stuff, those those scuba divers or whatever in those uh, you know, single pods that they go out in just look real, those crab walkers they look real it's like yeah. man when are we gonna have these things in real life because it looks so good and it's so the, real j- that j- it be absolutely for real yeah james cameron and like all that kind of stuff like he, i like you know he's got that design look with a lot of his ships that very similar to stuff yeah. we've seen in the past and like aliens and stuff like that but right it's still crazy inventive and cool to see the stuff that he yeah. and i guess his his team comes up with even the way they like loaded the harpoon like the there was mm-hmm. just something so cool about the harpoon turns and they just open this thing and it just loads a new harpoon yeah. in it was I, it, something as basic as that like that is badass it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, so it's cool. like on one side i'm like james it's really creative on the other side i'm like james you really had to spend some time with some whalers didn't you like you really had well, to get into a mindset <laughs> But I guess I mean it's kind of depressing <laughs> in a way. True. Like you oh, know, I to mean, understand the, the aspects of how the whole thing would play out, sure. you really have to get in that mindset. I'm sure he did have to do research on whaling and yeah. it's disturbing to a point almost. Oh, like the, I mean the whole scene's disturbing, really. For sure. But it is very like, wow, he really had to think of every step that would occur mm-hmm. in this massacre and murder and he had to literally plot out every little thing, every little machine. But like on the other side, yeah, like the main like ship they're on, mm-hmm. like when it looks from the front, it looks like a whale shark. Like it's really cool, like the mouth mm-hmm. of it and yeah. everything. And so it's like you're watching, you're like, oh, it's a big ship. It looks like a whale shark out of the water on the, you know, is a hydrofoil. Mm-hmm. That's how it's moving through, basically. Right. I'm like, oh, I just really, you know, it's a it's yeah, a cool design cool. <laughs> yeah. for for a murder ship. But like, <laughs> yeah, right. it's 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 some of the most 
cool things that are happening and yet in the most disturbing setting possible. Oh, and so absolutely. Like, and I want to be clear just because I'm like, oh, oh this no, stuff I looks know. cool. Doesn't mean I want to be a whaler. I know that's not what you're saying. Right. Uh, like, but I don't know. It, I, it, it, towards the end of the movie, I really enjoyed the whole Captain Ahabness of it all. And, the, you know, mm. you took my fin, I'm taking your arm. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. it was like, ha, yeah, hey, bye, bye, arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a nice moment, I think. But no, I think this movie had me on the edge of my seat a lot. That whole, the whole whaling scene, the end scene, the scene where the son is, you know, left out there, and he first meets the whale, and he's being attacked by this whole mm. other creature that's you know, mm. trying to kill him through the coral. That was really intense. Like, I really yeah. connected with this movie a lot more than I did with the first one. Far more intense, yeah. I think. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll say you kind of sort of mentioned something else I wanted to talk about really quickly, but James so loves his sinking boats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does. It's so funny that I was sitting there watching it. I was like, what does this remind me of? Oh, the boat's mm. all flipping over. Titanic, and, the abyss. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got <laughs> a thing. I was like, but he does it so well, and it looks as if it was real. I mean, you got to mm. think about really when you when you think about Titanic, the actual movie. It's not like he had an actual Titanic ship that he you know flipped over. It was CGI there too, but to compare that CGI to this CGI. It still looks and feels just as real as it felt to me when I was watching Titanic and seeing the things that they did. And granted, they had some stuff that they capsized and they, mm-hmm. these actors are in that water and stuff like that. But it's the same sort of concept and idea, right? And But it just plays out really well with these uh, Navi characters as well. And I just thought that, you know, it's a... It's a, something that he's done before, but put into this environment and, and, and within these characters, you really feel that same sort of um, direness that these characters are feeling in the same way that I felt it when I was watching Titanic. It, it just it works. And, and whenever you're dealing with water, everyone's been in water enough to know there is that feeling where you feel like, oh, you know, if you were caught under some sort of undertow or something or in a situation where there's water that's rising, that sense of panic and fear that you get, I think the movie does a really great job of conveying that within those scenes as well. Yeah, even them, you know, when they do run out of oxygen, the the way that they're gasping, it all is very like, dude. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. It's it you know the ocean is a scary place it will kill you faster yeah. than anything else i think but it's it's also very beautiful and yeah like i said like You're i right. feel like yeah. what's nice is with the water tribes is you really see their communion with the water and just the way that they interact with it and they work with it and it, i i really enjoyed this aspect i feel like you got to really know much more about the culture with this tribe than we did with the yeah. tree tribe. In my opinion, I felt there was better understanding. Right. You, it's so funny. Uh, I watched the whole movie. I don't know why, but 
certain characters they stood out to me, like you said, David, and when you were watching the trailer and you saw Sigourney Weaver's character as a Navi, and you were like, she seems familiar, and you're like, okay, you obviously know that that was Sigourney Weaver's. You, um, what do you call it? Uh, facial features were there. You mean like facial like, features? But there's no word for what they do with they the like de-aged you know, her the and dots they, and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, the the mapping, the facial mapping is right. what I was thinking of. So that definitely looks like her. Um, the guy who plays the um, sort of the king, I guess, for the, oh, yeah. the water people. That actor, I've seen him in a lot of things, so he looks like that character as well. Totally. He really does. I he st- he stood out. Know, yeah, he definitely stood out. I didn't know and for completely forgot. I know where you're going with this. Yep. Was, it was in this movie Man. because yeah. she didn't look like her character no. to me. And so I completely didn't even realize that was her in the movie until afterwards. And I was looking up some of the characters and how they look in real life compared to the the Navi characters that they play. And then I was like, oh, my God, that was Kate Winslet. I, I had no idea based on her voice, based yeah. on the look. And I was so surprised by that. I, I'll be I'll be honest. And this is calling myself out probably on some racial profiling. But based on the features that were there in that character, I was getting really kind of almost like a Hispanic, possibly Puerto mm. Rican, especially because she was so kind of sassy and very, she had, she knew, she's a woman who knew what was what and what she was going to say and how she was going to be mm. and what was happening. Very in control of her and her situation. And so I was like, okay. And I was kind of going, okay, what actress could this be? And I literally, because I had no idea Kate Winslet was in the film. I Again, I paid mm. zero attention to this okay. film. So, I was like, who is this actress? And I was racking my brain in the theater. And I kept thinking, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like it's probably a Latina woman, but maybe mm. it's a Polynesian woman, or maybe it's a woman who's descendants of both. Like, I was trying so hard through most of that film out. to figure it out. Mm. And at the end, it's like, Kate Winslet. I'm like, no. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> was like, wait, what? <laughs> It was the one, it's probably the one Navi that I was like, I have no idea who this person is until yeah. the end, obviously. I, I mean, I didn't yeah. know Kate Winslet was in it either until the closing credits. So when I saw so Kate Winslet, just me. when I saw the Kate Winslet's name, I immediately <laughs> knew I'm like, I had to be her. Right. Uh, Couldn't imagine another yeah. character in the movie. Correct. She was, right. but, but, but as you were watching we Sigourney Weaver play a teenager, so what do I know? But, yeah. but as you're watching <laughs> the wife of the chief, Ronal, Ronal, as you're watching her in the movie, I'm like, I had zero indication that that was Kate Winslet. Like voice, yeah. motions, yeah. actions, body movement, like, yeah. which I guess is a testament to Kate Winslet's acting abilities because I definitely did not think that was her. And apparently, yeah. her really yeah. incredible swimming abilities. I hear like she right, broke right. Tom Cruise's breathwater holding in a yeah, film. That's what I heard. Did you I hear remember that? seeing that uh, when that's it came insane. out? Um, they had the video of yeah. her talking about it. I remember seeing that back when it did. That is yeah, so crazy. It is insane. Crazy. Yeah. I was going to say too. I mean, it sounds like we're probably going to wrap up pretty soon here. Yeah. But, uh, regarding the score. Um, you know, mm. we unfortunately lost James Horner. I forget how many years now it's been since he passed. Oh no, it's been way more than that. He's been, he's been, he he 
it's been a while. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, I forget the composer's name who took over this film. Mm. Uh, I've heard the argument that this score is kind of forgettable. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I always hesitate to kind of have that reaction when it's a score that in a way, yeah, I didn't notice much. Like right. he obviously reuses Horner's themes in this movie to be yeah. expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think the use of that is fine. And yeah, it's it, it, the score doesn't kind of stand out in a grand way, kind of like the score does in the first film. So I guess in a way you could say, yeah, the score is a little forgettable. But at the same time, it, it seems like the score, from in my opinion, supported the movie the way it needed to. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Simon Franklin, Franklin, if I'm saying mm -hmm. his last name right. Yeah, it's definitely so. like Nor Norwegian or yeah. something like that. But so. um, no, I agree. I was because I, I was very curious. Sorry, I, I was curious going into this because the James Horner score is he's yeah he is a composer that is very you know you're hearing James Horner score. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I was curious like if the new composer for this film was going to really land to trying to mimic James Horner or just reuse themes or do their own thing. Kind of seemed like more of a reuse themes but do his own thing. And, that's what it seems to me. He, so he did the newer version of the Magnificent Magnificent Seven. He worked on mm. Titanic, Ocean's Eight. Um, so he's definitely done stuff for sure. He's definitely been around. Mm. Oh, he worked a little bit on uh, Bicentennial Man. I like that music too, actually. So yeah, no, I liked that he used Horner's. You know, he was working with it, and it was very evident that he was. But I, I liked it. Was it memorable? Yeah. Maybe not. But it was still it was still enjoyable. I liked the song that they put at the end of the movie far oh, better the than weekend. the song that they did at the first movie. Mm -hmm. What was the song of the first movie? I don't even remember. We just watched it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember. I remember, I remember we were watching it and I looked at you and you're like, Oh yeah, oh, yeah I did kind and of like, react to yeah, it. It's like this is not a good song. I don't remember who Gosh, it was. I don't even remember. Yeah. But this song is better. I thought that the weekend did a better version, better song. Yeah, yeah it's a good song, in my opinion. Well, like you said, David, I don't have anything else uh, that I feel like I need to say. I, I feel like we really did a good job of covering pretty much everything uh, from top to bottom. But uh, I don't know, David. You said you don't have anything. Michelle, do you have anything else? James Horner passed away in 2015. You're correct. It was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a bit. I don't have anything else. There's, there's a lot of this film. I. There are other things that I have are negative, but I can kind of let them go because I think overall I enjoyed this film far far more than I enjoyed the, than the first one. So that's really my takeaway from this one. Well, I'm glad you're on board, Michelle. And <laughs> I'm, so board I'm sure one. you're in the same boat as us looking forward to the third now. So I, You know what? You say that, and I'll be honest. I am oh. trepidatious about the third one because now I'm like, well, I liked this one, which in of it itself is oh. weird for for usually I'm not a big sequel person like I usually the sequels never quite live up you know so for this one my expectations obviously were way low because I didn't like the first one so but you're then saying I it's like this an one. expectation thing yeah so now I'm like oh god I think I think what I'm looking forward to now and I, I'm I'm saying this to someone who enjoyed the way of water quite a bit I quite quite a bit yeah <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. I think one thing that'll be interesting to see with the third film is I, I do feel like even if, even if the argument can be made and I understand that the way of water does kind of explore similar kind of themes and things that happened in the first film I don't I feel like the third film will probably deviate in more of a, a 
away from that formula of the first two films, right. you know. So that'll be interesting to see. It so. it almost has to, I mean, yeah. otherwise, otherwise it's just going to completely like, lose its here? audience, and everybody's just going to be like, yeah. "We're done. We don't want to keep yeah. rinsing and repeating." And that's what's going like, to. Yeah. It, it has to go somewhere else, otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just. I know that James has said that. I guess he initially was wanting what seven films for this, and then it got down to five, and now so it's four new films, right? Right. For a total of yeah. five altogether. I mean, mm-hmm. he has said that you know if things don't perform as well as they would need to, that he could wrap things up with this next film, with the third one, with the one that's yeah. basically a mostly shot, and maybe that's why it's not completely shot. It's like that lecture ten percent mm-hmm. is like He's just well, waiting to see. That's how am I going to shoot that last ten percent? I don't know. Right. Um, Are we having know. a fourth one? I don't know. So, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I I would imagine we'll get at least another movie past that hopefully hopefully you know it, for me i'm the i'm that mindset if he has a vision for and they've already written scripts for four more films total including the one we just watched i hope they get to make him and i want to see him so yeah. i yeah. think i think that'll happen but i also understand that argument and i mean i was one of those people like that i liked the first avatar but when we first heard that he was like well i'm gonna make seven more avatar films i i was kind of like but but i want to see you do something different like you're such a gifted filmmaker like are you just gonna all the rest of your career is gonna be making movies in pandora like uh." but then you know (laughs) but now that i've seen this movie i'm like well i'm happy to watch more movies in pandora it's fine yeah i think for that reason alone i'm hoping the third movie my hope is that the third movie really wows me but i kind of hope he can kind of wrap it up i'll be honest because I would like to see James Cameron do different things. I don't want him to get stuck in a Michael Bay situation where gears down the road, we're just going, oh, God, it's another, you know, like, I don't want that for him. And I don't think that's actually going to happen for him. I'm not trying to say Michael Bay is a bad director. I just feel that James Cameron's a, (laughs) a director that has a higher status than, say, Michael Bay does. And he definitely has a much larger catalog and variety of films that James Cameron has done. But I think for him to start pigeonholing himself into this world so much, it makes me sad for a possible another project on the road that he might not do just because of time. But I wouldn't be surprised if even if the third film is his last film, then he'll be be done. Like I mean, filmmaking altogether, right? You know, exactly. Or really? Maybe yeah. maybe even make another yeah, documentary absolutely. kind of thing. But I could. I mean, he's getting. Yeah. I don't know how old he is now, but he's he's fine. He's a young. I think he's pup. in his seventies. I want to say. Fine. But it, it's look at still, all these other directors that, that are far older than him. They're still pumping out good but, stuff. Well, and the thing is that the reason why they're pumping out good stuff is because they're doing what they feel passionate about doing. And I think that's what James is doing. He feels passionate about this universe that he's created and he wants to see it through. I don't think that if he wasn't doing this, that he's going to just start making, you know, altogether new IP movies. Uh, I I think this is what he wants to do and write out his career doing. And so if there, if he wasn't doing this, he'd probably be back in the ocean doing some stuff, you know, like you said. So I I don't know that he wants to do anything else. So this is what he feels passionate about doing it. (laughs) I'm more than willing to keep watching, but uh, he, and he has put it, I won't say it on here for uh, anyone that doesn't want to know, but he did hint or, pretty much drop an idea of 
a location for the third movie, but I'll, I'll yeah, I haven't heard anything. So that's the Google it. But yeah, I, I think that's it, David. Well, it was fun talking yeah. about this. Yeah. I had a feeling, yeah. I had a feeling this would be a good conversation. I think it did not disappoint. So I'm glad we all at least enjoyed it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, we're going to wrap things up. As always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. Uh, you can reach out to us right here on YouTube if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, please leave questions and comments down below. Make sure to subscribe, hit that bell icon, and be notified whenever we post things in the future. All that good stuff. Uh, we would uh, love to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter um, at Flickr underscore effect. Um, yeah, we're we're everywhere. With that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Michelle Hillard. Bye, everybody.